welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ed Greer. And I'm Ron Swallow. And today we have an excellent guest. He is a funny, hilarious comedian, writer, general badass, cool dude with a beard. Please put your hands together, uh, you know, in the podcast world for Grant Pardee. Hey, that's me. That's me. Hey, hi, hello. <laughs> that I'm the uh, I'm the guy with the beard and the the writer and quote unquote comedian. I don't know if I I don't know if I can. It's up to Ed. I don't I don't know if I still get that label if I haven't actually performed stand up in multiple years. But <laughs> there has been a global pandemic, so maybe maybe there's some wiggle room. Yeah, you might be back at some point. You know. Well, yeah, yeah you were good at it when you did it. Hey, yeah, thanks. Yeah. That is true. Well, yeah, two two so. factors. A, there's a pandemic, and B, who can call themselves a comedian anymore with all these jackasses on Twitter? Everybody's a <laughs> fucking comedian. Everybody's doing it up. So yeah. so it it is hard. And also, it is a scarlet letter that you will forever bear. So those three <laughs> factors, keep that in your intro for the meantime. Yeah. And uh, oh, Ronnie, one thing uh, I was going to say is uh, you were talking to us earlier about how people should rate and review this dope ass podcast instead of just listening to it idly. I'd like to, I'd like to say you're right about that, Ron. Yeah, we should, uh, you should also subscribe. It gets you, uh, the, the, the podcast in your feed right away. Um, and today we are going to talk about Batman, but in the concept of as Batman, the greatest anti-hero. And I think it's even an argument if he's an anti-hero or not. So this is going to be a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll take credit for um, uh, credit and blame for framing the conversation this way, because I think there is a case to be made. So it'll be I'm not trying to be like the arbiter of making it that he is. That's not the point. I'm saying it is a question. And if he isn't, there's there's a lot of things that need to be addressed in there. You know what I'm saying? And I think that leads us to this larger conversation about well, what in the hell even is an antihero? Because sometimes people think antihero means villain. I've seen lists of antiheroes and they'll have fucking Patrick Bateman on there. What are you talking about? That's nuts. That's not an antihero to me. Grant, uh, what do you think an actual antihero is? Uh, is it just somebody we follow in a story or, or is, are there more requirements? Yeah, I feel like... It's, you know, I'm definitely, I was definitely very interested in this conversation when you guys texted me and I've been thinking about it all week of like, yeah, what is an antihero? What, what does that mean? I feel like they're very, it's very commonplace in storytelling now that antiheroes are so prevalent that it become, it is just like, what does it just mean a morally flawed hero? Does it mean a hero who is, or a protagonist who is not, terribly dissimilar to the antagonists except for one or two traits it's a tricky thing yeah. to kind of nail down and and it's and I, and for and putting it in the context of batman definitely took me aback at first i was like i don't you know maybe i'm getting ahead of us here but like it's like i don't know if i disagree with the idea that batman is an anti-hero i think he, he fits the mold whatever we decide that mold is of the anti-hero if it, you know he's he's not superman superman is like i guess that's like how you drill into it is like what is not an anti-hero how do you how do you define an anti-hero by what it's not it's like well superman is definitely not superman is like yeah. a paragon of good all around like mm -hmm. that's that's his character and so since batman is a bit of like his flip or like the shadow version of superman then it does kind of make sense that okay i guess an anti-hero is somebody who's um you know who's who's got similarities to the villains who's got multiple similarities to to villains who's who's maybe a couple of traits away from being a villain themselves but is redeemed by xyz for different characters and that's different for whether you're talking about anti-heroes like tony soprano or walter white or batman um you know they're definitely mere there's they're they're a hair away from becoming the villains of those series yeah. Oh, and that's so interesting. You mentioned Tony Soprano and uh, Walter White, both who I think count as evil. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like because uh, Tony Soprano is a gangster who literally kills people and you just kind of like him because he looks like he's trying to work on himself. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then uh, obviously uh, Walter White is like seems to be doing it for his family. Mm -hmm. But like in the end, is he really? Right. Also, he's a drug dealer, and it's meth. It's not weed. 
Right. <laughs> well, but they yeah. also make it they also make it very clear that he he goes well beyond just making an artistic product that could be used and abused by bad people. He goes well beyond that when he like lets people die, when he like launches assaults on people, when he like when he orders people to die, when he arranges for people to die. He very much crosses the line from I'm just a nebishy drug dealer. Oh my. That mm-hmm. that goes out of the window pretty quickly. You know what I mean? They got yeah. a gun in his hand in the first episode, even to try to to like yeah. kind of let you know that it's not going to stay nebishy for long. Yeah, he like maybe starts as an antihero and then becomes the villain as the series progresses, and that's kind of like the arc that breaking he goes bad, on. Yeah. And the, yeah, yeah, and he's, they, he's they it that way. And the fact that people put up with that in this country is it, it makes me feel good. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so often we we feel like we're just like we want just sugar. You know what I mean? Mm. I was looking at a list of of antiheroes. They have like people like Quint, who um and see Quint is a key pay, place for me to key into this idea as Batman being an antihero because Quint was harmed deeply by sharks. Period. Mm. They might as well ate his parents in an alley. And from that point, he won't even put on a life jacket because that reminds him of. So it's it's the Batman's donning of different shit to remind him of different stuff. The sense memory he gets from wearing all the leather and the mask and everything feels good and powerful to him. Wearing mm-hmm. a suit at a party feels weak and ineffectual to him. He can't harness himself to be both at, 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 in certain incarnations of the character. He feels better as one than the other, and it's and more being Batman. And like Quint is like. Okay, so he was intensely hurt by the crime of sharks. He dedicates his whole life to killing them, and he'll do anything or take on any mission to kill them. It isn't that he's such a hero. He's just a man for the job of going out and dealing with this nemesis that he is predisposed to hating. So in that respect, Batman is very much an anti-hero if Quint is one, on on yeah. one level at least. You know what I mean? Right. Shit like that is why I kind of brought it up. But um, but yeah, John Wick is on a list of antiheroes. You can see why it's like we're following him through a murderous quest, but he was wronged first, even though we like forget that none of these people he's killing has he done bad to in the past. So they can't technically have a one up on him as far as whose revenge is this. He can't present as the bad guy in this new story because these new bad guys killed this puppy. You know yeah. what I mean? But otherwise, he's the villain of the story. What do you guys think it is about batman that makes him an anti-hero as opposed to just a hero is it the fact is it like that he's too brutal because he doesn't he doesn't deal drugs that we know of uh <laughs> you know there's the there's the sidekick thing which maybe but like in story that's not that's only presented as like a heroic act well depending on which version if you're talking about like all-star batman and, and robin then it's a very anti-hero version of batman <laughs> who's absolutely terrorizing this young child um but, it, you know, I guess to me, it's like, well, and it's part of what makes Batman interesting is that you could construe and a lot of stories do. You could construe his motivations as not being particularly altruistic, that he's doing this primarily as a means of therapy for himself, of, you know, channeling trauma and turning it into hope for other people, but also an exercise in just working out his personal demons. But if that's the case, then and that's why Batman is an antihero, because his motivations are shadowy then isn't that also true of Peter Parker and Spider-Man? Yeah. Who you, who you wouldn't think of. I, I wouldn't think of as an anti-hero, just a flawed hero. Just yeah. a flawed hero. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, just a hero that, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, we also know that Peter Parker doesn't like punch as hard as he can punch. Like mm-hmm. we know that if he wanted mm-hmm. to really hurt some of these guys, he would hurt some of these guys. Whereas we know Batman will break your arm. He'll break your leg. It will mess you up short of killing you in most, you know, in most aspects of Batman. And sometimes in you know, different movies, he's killed people or whatever, or, you know, yeah. a police car flipped over 47 times. That guy's probably <laughs> dead, you know, yeah. like that type of shit. But, but other than that, like the guy does his best to hurt a dude, but not kill him. And then his goal is not to bring people to justice. It's to create fear. Right. So that people don't commit crimes. They think, about grabbing somebody's purse and they go, no, Batman's going to show up out of the alley and punch me repeatedly and too hard for what I'm doing. So I'm just not going to rob anybody. Now, obviously 
Batman handles bigger bad guys than a purse robber, but I'm just using that as an example of, right. you know, the, the, the type of distance he goes in his crime fighting as compared to Spider-Man who tries to web him up and mm-hmm. take him to jail and, you know, get him caught and, you know, all that sort of thing. So it's the, it's the brutality that makes him an anti-hero is what you're saying. I would think so. You know, like uh, Superman isn't like breaking anyone's legs. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's just one of those things where like, I don't know, it's, I guess that makes him an anti-hero because I guess I looked it up and the, 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 the basic term, the basic meaning of anti-hero in the dictionary is someone who doesn't display what is considered heroic uh, um, attributes, but is, uh, but is overall good. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, and and so I I think there's a solid solid argument that Batman is one, except you know, but he is also good. Like he tries to do the right thing. I think you kind of yeah, but I think you kind of nailed it. I think that's about right. Of like, it's because he goes that extra step because it it's not like he's not the bat symbol is not really a symbol of justice. It's supposed to be a symbol of fear. The idea is to, to 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 strike fear into the hearts of criminals, not to inspire hope into the hearts of every normal person and child. Like it's he's he's designed as a deterrent and like goes as far as he can. You know, sometimes short of killing people, sometimes not. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's not that's not like heroic to be like taking extreme measures sort of at all times. And we're, and we're talking about in the movies as far as sometimes not. I mean, and yes, in the comic books, he has like left people to die as well, but we don't really talk about those. We mostly keep it to, he doesn't use guns. He doesn't kill people. That's what it is. 98% of the time in the, in the entire 99% of the time, if you count the entirety of Canon. So, yeah. 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 I think it's, I mean, I think when you think about like the DCU Batman, who's got the strict, no killing policy, that version of the character, I think is a little, like there's on all in, in all the different interpretations of Batman, they're on a scale of like anti-hero to hero. And and some of the version, like some of the movie versions are much more anti-hero. I think like the Michael Keaton version is like clearly more an anti-hero, whereas the DCU version, the Batman, the animated series version, it's like more of that's, you know, it's may you could argue anti-hero, but I think it's more that's a that's a more hero. hero. It's just yeah. a straight hero, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And I think I think that's kind of what I wanted to get out of this. Because when you look, let's look at Batman versus some of the other people, the modern people we can look at. Because you said meta heroes are on TV a lot. And I was looking at the success of Peacemaker, which I haven't gotten to talk to with anybody except Ron. But um, have you seen all of Peacemaker? Not all of Peacemaker, but it has been spoiled for me. So, oh, well, well, I mean, so. if, you've, if you've seen enough of it, we're not going to talk specifically, oh, you remember that time? But the overall flavor <laughs> of this yeah. guy is a bad person. This guy has yeah. been indoctrinated to kill. And this yeah. guy is presently killing on the side of the angels. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever the fuck that means in, in, in the present government structure or any government structure. So what did you feel about that as, yeah. as an example of antihero in the modern age? I mean, I think that's like a, I think Peacemaker is a perfect example of anti-hero, you know, um, or like the Punisher is like the other like go-to example yep. for what an anti-hero is of like, yeah, they're, they are a bad guy in, the, the Punisher is a bad guy in Spider, in Spider-Man's version of the story, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like that's Peacemaker yeah. is a bad guy in Batman's version of the story because mm-hmm. he's going around killing and it doesn't matter who he's killing, Batman is against all killing. So, you know, is that like anti-hero versus anti-hero? It's, I think it's, you know, I think it's more hero versus anti-hero in that, in that scenario. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I just think, yeah, that's, that's an, that's, that's like, you know, when you see it and peacemaker for sure. <laughs> Definitely. What about you, Ron? Yeah. You know, peacemaker is such an interesting character because he doesn't think he's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, he thinks that he's doing the right thing for Liberty for America. Right. And it's like, and it's, and it's interesting because I think there's a lot of people like that. Like I think about people who are like all about the death penalty for like almost anybody who's committed a crime and mm-hmm. they don't think they're bad people. They think they're good people. They, they think that they're just against crime and criminals are criminals and therefore they should be killed because, you know, they committed a crime. I don't commit crimes. You know what I mean? Like that attitude mm-hmm. they have, and and I and I it's just interesting to me because 
I don't think those people count as anti-heroes. You know what I mean? Like, like I like if you're for the death penalty or something like that. I don't think you know those guys can as count as an anti-hero. But like, if you are <laughs> a guy who's like, okay, well, that's an alien who's going to kill a bunch of Americans and people in general and the world. I guess I got to kill this guy. You know, that's that's like kind of good. I mean, that would be called a hero in our present conception of hero heroism when you see the people like, okay, how many such and such people, let's not get all political about it, but how many of these people did you kill? Oh, and then you shot a bunch of them or shot them away from your homies and saved your homies so that later you guys could go back in the field and kill more of them. Here's a bunch of medals. And that, so that's the de- by definition heroism if we're looking at military service. So it's hmm. like, I think that that's what um, Peacemaker thinks of. It's just like, I shot a bunch of people, and yeah, that's supposedly biblically bad or whatever the fuck, but we're in this modern world where XYZ people need oil, these these people need freedom. There's so many uh, – blood Blood is going to be spilled in the future over our treatment of, like, probably women's rights over there. Like, we're probably going to be like, damn, we, okay, if we, if, we, if we left because we decided you can keep your oil, but now we got to go back in and, and ensure women's rights or – and some sort of rights for people who are persecuted in other cultures or whatever. It's like, we're always going to have some excuse to go fight somebody. And in those fights, we're going to hand out medals and we're going to hand out a plum and we're going to call people heroes. And I'm not going to take that away from them. You know what, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? So it, it's, it's wild that Batman, uh, I hate when he gets the key to the city, but imagine if you got like military medals for fucking up the Joker. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Oh, they're like we're so glad you 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 broke the Joker's leg the other day. He <laughs> he's not going to commit crime for at least a month. It's great. <laughs> they give you a purple broke leg, <laughs> like <laughs> purple broke leg for your outstanding service, Batman. <laughs> um, but any can you guys think of any other people that are like uh, hero anti heroes? Because like one that pops to mind with me is like obviously if you think about something like uh, like taxi driver. Obviously, he's not anybody's hero, but the story paints him as a hero by the end because of his actions and his actions happen to be violent towards somebody that society doesn't like. But that's about the only thing that kept it from just being cold blooded murder. And we saw in the movie that he was actually planning on assassinating a larger target, but that target was too well defended. So he went directly to the least defended people in the world who are like sex workers and people like that and went to go kill in a den of one of those. But by the end, the newspaper says heroic guy saves girl from pimps. Mm-hmm. There ain't a better headline for getting, you know, uh, <laughs> affection in the history of the world. Guy kills pimps. What, you know, what, what did uh, Val Kilmer say in true romance? You know, line every pimp in the world up, shoot him back in the head. Cops throw a party, man. So it's <laughs> so, so basically Travis Bickle is a hero to the world, even though we've watched the whole movie and we know he's not heroic. He's a hero to the world because he fucked up undesirables. And on that front, Batman definitely fits (laughs) fits the anti-hero mold. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting what you're getting at of like, you know, who a hero or an anti-hero is so much just depends on who's telling the story and what the point of the story is. Who the vil- you know who the villain is and what the story is trying to say is a heroic action. If that's military propaganda, it's like, well, yeah, you're a hero for you know killing these people that uh, were in the way of the thing that we wanted, um, or you're a hero because you went into outer space and you did your job. You just did your job, but it was a cool job, a really crazy spectacular job. So you're a hero. Let's or you're an athlete who wins the thing. You're a hero because we really wanted you to win, and that that matters. You're asking about um, comparing heroes to antiheroes. I think it's interesting just looking at like the supporting cast of Batman, just at the Robins even, mm. right? There's been a lot of Robins, and I think you go hero, antihero, back and forth with them. Dick Grayson, kind of like a plain hero, and no matter ver- what are the, whatever version of the character, you know, he's like, he's as much a beacon of hope and optimism as Superman. Then you get to Jason Todd, clear antihero. Why? I think for the reasons that Ron was hitting on, some of the reasons I was bringing up too, of like his motivations are pretty suspect. And also he's just incredibly brutal. He's willing, he's willing to go further than Batman. Even Batman goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I know you're just a little kid and it's kind of weird for you to be here in the first place. And also I'm just making you imitate this other kid who I used to know, but (laughs) you're still going too far. Then you get to Tim Drake. He's much more of like a Peter Parker type, uh, more, you know, 
generally, I don't think there's any real, even when that character was pulled to its darkest moments, still like a pretty heroic character through and through. Same with Stephanie Brown. And then you get to uh, Damian Wayne, again, another anti-hero. Um, mm-hmm. And again, for the the motivations, um, you know, he's he's doing it because it's his birthright, because he's, he, you know, he's he's of noble blood. And so he deserves this. You know, there's the arrogance there. Uh, and then again, he's much more brutal than the preceding Robin. He's willing to kill and Batman's got to just like hold him back. So it's it's it, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to see that dichotomy in the in the supporting cast there. Um, whereas, you know, you look to some of the other like mainstay supporting characters. Uh, Gordon almost always presented as a hero. Very rarely as like an antihero, a, a flawed hero, but he's always like the good cop. Like he's very mm-hmm. rarely, you you know, they use Bullock to show what like a bad cop is or like a dirty cop or an antihero cop is. Mm-hmm. Um, Alfred always good, Catwoman more antihero. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, depending on what that relationship is puts Batman more into the hero or the anti-hero role, depending, I think, uh, you know, who he's interacting with in a scene. And it's so interesting because, like, if you think about the difference between Batman and Captain America, mm. check this out. Captain America has killed more dudes than Batman has. Yeah. I mean, he's a soldier, so, mm. okay, great. You have to kill people in war or whatever, but, like, he's got, like, a pile of bodies like Batman has zero except for like a few people who exploded in a cars and then Rachel Ghoul he left in a, a train cart in a movie. And then we don't even know if he died. If he's Rachel Ghoul, he could have got out of that somehow. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, sure. Th- it's just one of those things where like uh, that's an interesting thing. We like Captain America's a hero. No one would ever argue that Captain America's a hero, but he for sure has straight up killed people. Yeah. So. Right. And Black Black Widow. Mm-hmm. She was a oh, she's spy and an assassin. Yeah, she's definitely an anti-hero. I don't think anybody, but but obviously to the average human in the Marvel universe, she's a hero, period. Her and Cl- and Clint Barton murdering yeah. motherfuckers. They're both <laughs> heroes because they killed them Chitauri for liberty. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, I think the Hulk's still a monster, though, because while he was smashing Chitauri, he was dropping bricks on children. (laughs) (laughs) Just sort of a little occupational hazard. When you deploy the Hulk, there's going to be some collateral damage, baby. Um, Well, and like I said, the antihero part really um, just came to my mind in regards to getting off on doing your particular justice. Because you can't say that a dude that's branded all these things with these bad insignias and has such an incessant need of a partner that there's generations of them and just, just th- that sort of driven person of getting off in this particular way. Uh, that's the only good part about the Nolan movies is that being Batman would wear you out in like five years. Like, yeah. like that. that's the only good. And I'm not saying the only good thing. I'm saying the only giant story beat that I actually agreed with besides perhaps uh, Batman being trained by the league of shadows. I thought that was a good little, little uh shortcut through mm-hmm. the training of the theatricality thing mm-hmm. i kind of love that as as an origin thing so those are my two things that i took out of the nolan verses Th- those are very important well you know it's it I, I haven't seen the batman yet um but it looks like based on the trailers that this is a much more like fucked up version of batman it looks like it in terms of like psychological damage like it's closer to the keaton burton version where it's like oh this guy really is like teetering on the edge of insanity and like teetering on the edge of like going, to, you know, the, and the Ben Affleck version was also pretty insane. So looking back on those Nolan movies, it's like, Oh, that's kind of the most stable Batman in terms of the movie Batmans that we've seen. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you could say for Clooney and for Kilmer that they were like kind of stable, but still that's one movie a piece or two, if you want to put them together. And that's three together for Nolan of like, that was a, you know, he he was always like very much. It seemed like in control of what he was doing. In those, yeah, he had a clear head about all this ridiculousness. Whereas, uh, yeah, I bet. And then, uh, and the new movie, it's a little, it's shown as a little bit more unhinged as you try to, you know, do something different with Batman. You know, yeah. Uh, but I was I was just gonna say one one antihero that was on on a big list of them that I wanted to talk about briefly was uh John Rambo and not even to like put him up against actual soldiers because he's able to commit like one man war crimes 
Like hmm. one soldier, it takes a bunch of soldiers to do war crimes, but he can do war crimes <laughs> by himself. Like he just comes through fucking shit up with an M60. It's like so overkill. And in the 80s, there was no way anybody would tell you that he wasn't a hero. Anti nothing. You know what I mean? I was going to bring up Riggs for that too from mm. uh, Lethal Weapon. Like that guy, mm-hmm. I think of as an anti hero now, but like as a kid, I was like, that's so cool. He's like the cool cop guy. Oh, yeah, he just shoots everybody and right. beats up a dude on the lawn. And admittedly, he did mostly beat up white people. So, you know, hey, there is that, <laughs> which is, you know, inaccurate for what he would actually do in real life, but still. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it's just, go on. No, you go for it. Oh, I was just gonna say it's just interesting. That's why I that's why I kind of am like going back and forth on what makes a hero and an anti-hero, because it's like sometimes killing people is okay as a real hero hero, and we can all kind of agree with that. Or killing beings is okay, like aliens or or whatever. You know, uh um Will Smith and Independence Day, for example. But like it's it's just interesting that like why why would this count as an anti-hero? Like we know Punisher because he's like murders people, but at the same time, like we've talked about this on on this before. Like he in, in the comic book world, he's never wrong. We don't see a comic book where he's messing up and killing somebody who he thought committed a crime who didn't commit a crime. Mm-hmm. Like he is killing murdering psychopaths who will murder more people if he doesn't murder them first. Yeah. And so like, so like that's one of those things where like, okay, well that's seems more like a hero. Uh, Whereas Captain America, like he's just like, there's dudes in Hydra who I guess, I guess maybe they're Nazis. Are they not? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) well, they also try to pull some bullshit with him in the comics for like the last 20 years of him really not killing people. Like, and I love the fact that the movies are just like, we're not going to try that bullshit. We're not going to try to say that this dude fought World War II throwing a shield around. We're not going to do that. Fuck that. We're going to show him shooting fools and throwing the shield. It's a perfect compromise for the new world, baby. You know, so yeah. Yeah, it, it, uh, you know how the protagonist is portrayed as an as a hero or an anti-hero is so reflective of the storyteller and the culture that they're coming from and what they're trying to say. I think it's really interesting to like look back at like Rambo or Riggs from Lethal Weapon and be like, yeah, I mean, at that time, they're not they're not in those movies. I think supposed to be seen even like Dirty Harry, who I think you are supposed to question in those mm-hmm. movies. But yeah. I don't think you're really supposed to question. Oh, you are to a degree supposed to question maybe Riggs and maybe even Rambo. But I think I think you're right that they're like capital H heroes. And, it, you know, maybe if they had made Captain America movies in the 80s, they would have emphasized that body count because it was like, a di- you know, it's a different time. The Reagan era, you know, maybe now yeah, it's Arnold like, Schwarzenegger as Captain America. Right. <laughs> he's just doing commando, but he's yeah. got Captain America. <laughs> That's trying to do an American <laughs> accent because they need him to sound American. <laughs> and he's blonde. He looks like Drago and shit. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's, that's funny. That's straight up what it would have been. And it would have been commando, but just with like the shield. It would yeah. <laughs> it would have just been beat for beat, the exact same thing. <laughs> Well, and uh, one and one thing I wanted to have you on. Um, we're going to talk more about it on our Patreon episode. If you guys haven't signed up for our Patreon, what are you doing? You got to sign up for the Patreon. It has extra bits of, of episodes like this, extra extra like uh, contextualizing conversations, and extra pods that we produce for the specific purpose of you guys that nobody else gets to hear. And sometimes you get a, a regular feed episode hella early. There's all kind of benefits to it. But uh, so I want to talk about this a little bit more on that conversation. But I just want to give you your credit. Hmm. In our 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 rebooted episode about Batman, <laughs> we were on that stage. We were struggling for our lives to try to reboot that movie because I had a super agenda. Bill had an agenda. Ron was a lovely lamb who wanted to have Robin in it, and that was about it. But every but Billy and we were all just fighting these agendas, and we were doing our live thing. We were sniping at each other. It was a grand old time. <laughs> but I think overall we got an okay version of Batman out of it, but everybody's agendas were fighting, but, and we were trying to jam Robin in there. All of us were trying to figure out a Robin. I wanted an older Robin that made a decision to be with Batman, like as a, as almost an adult type person, not Chris O'Donnell old, but you know, 
you know, enough to make a decision. Uh, yeah. Ron wanted this. Bill wanted that. Bill wanted him to be on the edge, all the shit. And then you came in in the fucking uh, question period and swung out of the rafters, busting through the glass down <laughs> onto us and said, guys, fuck a Robin. You need to have Catwoman. Catwoman is the best Robin you could possibly have. Now, I will reveal to you guys that I have seen the new movie, but I'm going to be great about spoilers because I'm not an idiot. I will say this, though. She's not Robin in there at all, but she's in it enough as the other person in the night with him. You're the At least the, the people who directed this movie thought you were right. They 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 brought that to it that that uh, and not not the way that you were pitching it or anybody was pitching it but like just the concept that like if he's gonna have a partner in the night have it be a beautiful chick he can kiss for Christ's sake if he's gonna go hey old chum this is good to fighting crime with you have him pat mm-hmm. somebody on the butt where it's appropriate for Christ's sake <laughs> and 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 also give Selena that thing she's had in the comics for years which is a, a agency and not just a I'm another fucker in the night like. I'm just doing my own thing. You got a bat thing. I got a cat thing. I'm not biting you. I'm doing my own shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That aspect of it is certainly in the new movie. So I just want to applaud you for being an early adopter, baby, of like <laughs> that, that kind of having to be the way. Well, that makes me, I mean, I'm already pretty excited to see it. That makes me even more excited. I, and I just seeing the previews, it's like, yeah, I hope that this becomes a trilogy or a franchise and that Catwoman's in all of them, as opposed to the previous couple of franchises where it's like Catwoman is one and done uh, mm-hmm. like the rest of the villains. Like she should be as consistent a part of the supporting cast as Gordon and Alfred. And if I had my brothers, it would also include Robin or it would include Dick Grayson in, in mm-hmm. some form because I, I still like, I, like I said at the time too, I think of like not to take anything away from Robin, but right. who I, who I love. And I, I like, Batman having a junior partner, but I think Catwoman needs to be there as like an equal, just like what you're saying of like, I'm doing my own thing. You don't, you actually, you may think this is your city, but you don't actually own it. Like people (laughs) live here and can do what they want. And just like, you've got the freedom here, apparently to be ziplining around the city with all your toys. I've got the same ability to do so with my own methods. And she's such a, compelling character and such a like great mirror i think for for batman to look at what he's doing and wondering if it's all that different and how is it different you know and is it better you know he thinks he's doing it you know batman regardless of portrayal like tends to operate out of like the sense of uh duty you know, he, yeah. out of the sense of like obligation, whereas she's doing mm-hmm. it out of a sense of fun and escapism and altruism as well. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes yeah. she she is doing she's, you know, going it. She's robbing targets that need to be robbed or hurting people that need to be hurt. Um, so, yeah, I I I'm a big fan of the Batman Catwoman relationship. Definitely think it 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 should be just centered like as much as possible in the story. And I think the stories are better for it. Bad yeah, and, and and it's great because there are two different types of antiheroes. If you arguably, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, Catwoman is a sort of uh, uh, almost like a Robin Hood, even though I guess she isn't technically giving to the poor, but she does like a lot of times steal that money and like donate it to to a, to a shelter or to something. Like yeah. she has a a purpose for it. It isn't 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 necessarily about her, and the robbing isn't is for fun more than more than. Um, the actual goal of getting the money, which I think is pretty interesting. So, you know, and then Batman is this, you know, it's so funny because like, it's just like you mentioned earlier, maybe it does depend on who's telling that story Hmm. because sometimes Batman really is a good guy. Like he's better than the Punisher. I think we can all agree with that. Right. Like sure. what he does mm-hmm. is 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 a little bit better than Punisher. He at least gives them a chance to go to jail and like get better. Like <laughs> obviously it doesn't happen in comic books very often, but he gives that option exists in in Batman's world. It does not exist in the Punisher's world. So yeah, I I, I might I might be leaning more towards him being not an, an antihero. So my, my question to you guys is this, and because there's so many different versions of Batman and, and what you're just sitting on there on is like it in your, your headcanon version of Batman, the, or like the ultimate version of Batman as you would see it in your 
maybe pitched version of it or just like how you interpret all these things. Is he hero, anti-hero or somewhere in between? Or is he a straight up villain and like worse and like the story should be told through a totally different lens? Well, let me I'm say, let me just say that you saying that makes me totally interested in a story like that, where we actually see Batman as a, as a villain to like, I don't know, some poor kid who's like, like joined the Joker's gang because his mom needs insulin and the Joker's <laughs> going to give him a $500,000 or something like that. You know what I mean? That that's interesting. That would be interesting. You know? gets his teeth all knocked out and he's like in the hospital all beat up or whatever. I mean, you could, you could make that argument. That's totally interesting. So I just want to put that out there. If anybody wants to make that story and is uh, <laughs> a comic book artist and writer who is listening, go for that, please. Uh, I mean, it, but it does. I view him. Interesting. Yeah, it does. I view him as a, uh, as a hero though. I think I do. The more I think about it, I, I like, sure. I think maybe in some uh, occasions in the comic book, he goes, a little too far but the ones i like the best are the the batman who's like trying to bring you know a guy to justice and and try to save people and i mean those are the the characters i always like the best and i like when batman's written like that that's that's what i like the best is when he's and it, and he's like and when he's rescuing when he's having robin join his team it's not because he needs he like he needs some guy uh, to be a psycho with him it's because he says <laughs> he sees that this kid is gonna go down a dark path if he doesn't have a little guidance and it's better to have some guidance that leads to something that's productive than literally no guidance that leads to destruction so like in in my world that's a the batman that i like it's it's sure he's a badass sure he knocks some dudes out because how boring would it be if he didn't but He's also the that he's also altruistic. He's trying to sure create fear, but he's also trying to stop crime. He's trying to save people's lives. He's trying to make sure that what happened to his parents never happens to somebody else's parents ever again. So that's the Batman I like, and I, I so I'm I'm gonna go with he is not an antihero now in my mind, or at least the best Batman version. You know what I think it is? It is about like whether or not you think it's okay for somebody to like get off on their means of help. And mm. I think that that is the key ingredient. You know what I mean? Cause uh, I personally, I was confronted by one of these at probably, I was probably a teen and somebody was talking about mother Teresa or something. And somebody said, you think mother Teresa ain't getting off on helping people. You think she's not feeling a little willies down there fucking touching lepers all fucking day and all this weird shit? And I was like, You're, that guy's totally right. Whoever the fuck that guy is with his psychology degree from some community college, it makes perfect sense. So, like Even down to people like Superman, you get off on the godlike power of being like, you are about to be dead. You were going to be <laughs> dead as shit. And I was like, shoop, you're not dead. And now a bunch of timelines will be spawned from the fact that you're not dead. Your great-great-grandchildren will exist because you're not dead. Because I was listening. I was in space. <laughs> and then I heard your ass slip off the deck. And I was like, yo. So have fun being alive. I'm the god of your reality. Peace. I love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. so, you know, look. Like, there's something to that for everybody. So in that respect, Batman certainly deserves to be called a hero for punching a little too hard or breaking a leg here or there. Because he's, he's in service to try to do good. He's getting off on what he's doing. But in the end, he has picked his targets the way that the Punisher has picked them or whoever. The, these infallible cartoon people they pick these infallible targets and they do this stuff so go ahead ron well well I, go ahead grant you have something to say well I, I two things i was going to jump in on my take on batman but but ed i'm i'm it, with what you're saying it kind of almost sounds like you would say there's no such thing as a hero in general like they're all anti-heroes because everybody's getting off one way or another on in terms of like there's always like a selfish bent to it is that right I'm I'm saying probably and why demonize that? I'm saying mm -hmm. both of those. You know what I'm saying? Yes yeah. and why demonize that? Because again, all those people, again, I might have been, in my mind, I almost, me and a generation of people, a, a generation and a half ago, I guess, generated that whole thought of why doesn't Batman just do stuff with his wealth? I remember when that was a cutting edge idea to the point where people would like 
their faces would light up with the synapses firing in their fucking heads when I would say it circa 2007 or so or whatever. Yeah. Yep. And and people would just go nuts for it. It was like catnip that bit was. They were like, wow. And then you do a little act out of like Batman helping a kid with his homework instead or whatever, you know, and people would just go nuts. You get applause break city. And then somewhere around there, every fucking every college kid, you know, decided to be to, that was their Fisher Price. My first new thought about Batman and Batman to do stuff with as well. Why does he punch people in the face at night? Because it feels fucking great. <laughs> That's one. That's number one. Punching people in the face as a physical uh, kinesthetic release. Get the fuck out of here. It can't be beat. Sex can't beat it. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, beyond that, the daredevil shit of putting one's life on the line. You're a rich ass kid. Who are the people who climb mountains all the time and do that free diving and all that bullshit? It's rich people who discovered a, a love of it on some vacation they took one time. And next thing you know, they're wingsuiting and, and fucking all that bullshit. That's who does that bullshit. So the daredevil angle, the fucking fools up at night angle. And then, yeah, oh, I'm helping people. I'm changing timelines. I'm making people alive that weren't going to be alive. Well, yeah, that's that's third or fourth. And what does it matter <laughs> if you're the person he's pulling out of a fucking fire? What does it matter if you're the one who didn't get assaulted at night in an alleyway? You know what I mean? Yeah. What the fuck does it matter? Stop demonizing that, but bring it into it <laughs> as part of the conversation. Because yeah. this altruism jazz, the fact that people can't fight it in real life is it don't exist. And right. the fact that everybody who seems altruistic turns out to be some shitbag when you look at their old tweets or you fucking look <laughs> through their fucking search history or you follow them one day for a second and you find them doing <laughs> some fucked up shit. It's like, why are you looking for that? Let that guy get auto asphyxiated and, and nut all over some in some sex dungeon and then go be a great governor. Let them <laughs> let the shit exist. Let it exist. Stop demonizing people for getting off, man. Mm. <laughs> You know what? I I love your I rants. Argue. I love your rants. I, <laughs> I I can't get enough of them. I I love it so much. Um, I'm pretty sure Ed just said, "Don't kink shame." So, <laughs> <laughs> don't kink shame your superheroes or anybody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I I sort of fall kind of in between you two. I, I I don't think we're saying terribly different things here, but I'll put it in a slightly different way, which is that yeah, I would. It's kind of splitting hairs, but I would say that my ideal headcanon Batman is a flawed hero, a very flawed hero, not necessarily an anti-hero. And I guess where I would draw the line on anti-hero is um, to where it, he's evil from another person's perspective. Um, and unless that's like the Joker's perspective, I don't think that is the case with my ideal Batman where mm. he is he is like kind of you know, he's, he's got issues. He's, he's maybe unstable in some ways, but he's all, but like the heart's firmly in the right place. And he's a little bit more closer to the Spider-Man, you know, thing of like genuinely wanting to, like Ron was saying, like spare other people pain and trying to take his own pain and his trauma and turning that into hope for other people. But, you know, the character is much more compelling with these other lenses that, Ed's bringing up of like, yeah, but you know, when you like start to break down the motivations for the character and like, look at the actions through the context of who he is in the sociopolitical sense of it, of like, yeah, the, you know, th that his superpower is money and privilege and, and arrogance and this belief that, you know, you know, the, the question of like, is Batman a fascist that sort of like, comes up in the comics or comes up in like the overall conversation of it. And it, to me, it's like, no, but at the same time, you can see the point, <laughs> you know, you can see the argument. It's like, but that's, that's where I draw the line and where I'd split the hair is like mm. peacemaker. Yes. Punisher. Yes. Batman. Not, not exactly. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, th I think I think Batman deserves to be called a hero because of um, and uh, because of a lot of the the ways that Batman is so malleable that he can yeah. be anything, and right. that is the point. So it's like if there are people who are gonna try to see the Punisher that doesn't kill Batman. He's just sitting in a warehouse somewhere, working on the Batmobile all day, listening to the news and the police band. And as soon as he gets him a hot tip on some people to punch, he's out the door, lickety split. 
And then there's people who want this cerebral guy who has mind maps all over the place and he's doing a sculpture of something, you know what I'm saying? And he's thinking about stuff and then he launches into a, oh, I've got it. And then he does something on this mind web and he knows exactly where the thing and he goes and does that. People want that one. People want a lot of them. People want the gymnast one that just runs around doing flips all the time. You know, there's there's people who don't want a Batman to do that does flips. They want him to have a grounded kind of Krav Maga fighting style, as you saw with uh, Nolan. There's just so much stuff, different ways that you can see him that he's so malleable that, yeah, if you want to see him as an antihero, you can. But I am firmly on the side of he is obviously a hero when you compare him to actual anti-heroes that, that yeah. we've seen you know i mean he's not he's not one compared to john rambo or or whatnot but i will say this um as we round out here what do you think is the actual enduring appeal of batman i think there's a conversation about a short about i'd say 10 minute one that we can have about what why the fuck do we care anymore because i'm telling you when you boil it down to its essential elements it's like he's wears a bat ears that don't really look like a bat. He looks kind of more like a cat than a bat. And he wears a yellow belt a lot. Like a lot of times the belt is yellow. And why is the belt got to be yellow? And there's so many things about him, like little niggling details that are like, what the fuck is up with that? Yeah. But the mix of it is going to be sick until the year three fucking thousand. Why I, the fuck is that? That's so weird. It is weird. I love this question or this conversation this prompt uh it's great and i've i think yeah i think it really is just the silhouette i think it's the shape i think it's the you know and it doesn't necessarily look like a bat it looks like the devil it looks like mm. the devil but instead of it being red it's black and that's even mm. cooler and the devil this time with all the cool like devil tactics is a good guy fighting for the on the side of the angels for some reason so it like get it, it, it's like this like peanut butter and chocolate like mixture together in your brain that's just kind of like always very satisfying but i think at the core of it is just like the fun of the the fun of imagining being mm-hmm. able to embrace the night and the darkness in a way and not and not be like afraid of the dark. I mean, because, you, you know, this is a thing for kids. Also, it's like you're embracing things that scare you and you're turning it. it you're the scary one now. And that's like, a, I think, a fun fantasy is to be like whatever, whatever fear that you had, you can now take it. And now you're the you're the big bad. Um, but I think it's also just like it's it, like you say, it's the mix of it. It's like it's James Bond with who's dresses like the devil. It's like that's just like a lot of very malleable cool to it of like somebody. And, you know, it's it's weird to sometimes look at even episodes of Batman, the animated series uh, or 70s comics where he's just a guy and he's shown as just a guy. We're just like some random like mobster goon can like get him in one punch. You know, I think we're also like very used to like such a hyper competent Batman that it is fun when stories the older stories or whenever like do kind of emphasize the, it's just a guy playing dress up. And I think that like mm-hmm. that, that sparks something in the brain too of like, uh, you know, it's all relatively practical. Yeah. It's possible. In, it's in, possible. In, in, in a, in a way you all, if, if all of us ate a bunch of protein and did, so much working out and then really learned martial arts. Maybe we could throw on a freaky bat suit and whoop some criminals asses. You know, maybe we could go beat up a bunch of uh, Nazis. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's like, there's, there's that part of me that watches that sort of thing. And is like, man, it'd be so cool if I could do that. Like, and that's, that's not like a really nuanced thought about it but there i know that when a kid when i was a kid there was definitely a part of me that was like man how cool would it be if i had i could jump off of a roof of a building with a cool (laughs) ass cape soar down and kick some piece of shit who's doing something terrible right in the face and then let the cops catch him easier you know like yeah of course it's just yeah that's cool about that and i love that point also of like how it how there is something about batman that speaks to our sense of justice in a way that some other heroes don't quite hit the mark on um Mm -hmm. 
It would be. It is such a satisfying thought to be because you just see injustice run rampant. You see the you know, Nazi parades and so on. It's just like God. I wish there was a Batman who would just be like, "Fuck it, I'm going to, I'm going to beat the shit out of all of you, <laughs> out of these Nazis, <laughs> out of these Nazis." Wonderful. Yeah. Right, because you can really feel like Superman from like the '30s would wade into him and beat their ass, but Superman now would float over them, looking at him mean. But mm-hmm. Batman just might get down there and kick some fucking ass, depending on how mad he was that day about something else. <laughs> yeah. And he'd have some cool, you know, his suit is bulletproof enough. So would they have guns? He would just fuck them up and take the guns and beat the shit out of them. It's, just, it's like, you know, it's like, all right, you Nazis with guns, whoop your fucking ass. And that's beautiful. That is beautiful. I mean, I mean it, it really is uh, 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 one of the best parts of like Batman mythos is like, I, and that's why I've always loved the slimmer uh, jump around Batman a little bit more than anything, because it's like, and I've definitely liked a, a direct attack Batman that like gets fools out of the way quickly, because I always thought that like, it, come on, man, if you're standing in one place too much, you're going to get killed. And that's the point of being Batman. You're not in one place. They don't know where you are. Even when you're right in front of them, they don't know where you are because you're yeah. fucking too sick. You're like fucking combination of Zorro and the shadow. You're fucking them up mentally and physically all over the. You're just too much for them. Just that concept. That that's always what I identified with. Like if I could, as far as my fantasy of it, just being like, you can't see me. <laughs> I'm just too fresh. <laughs> you know, yeah. and like you, you can't on on all levels. You can't see me. You can't see me coming. You can't peep my style. You can't bite my shit because I'm too quick for you. I'm just and, and I outsmarted you before I even got here. I was in the car thinking, and then I got here, and I was smarter than you. That whole shit is just it's just intoxicating for for all any brand of ego that you have. There's part of Batman for you, whether you're a real altruistic like uh, there are firemen who think Batman's a cool hero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he's like he, he does some some aspect of, of heroism that even they can't uh, process, even though they're real heroes. You know what I mean? He's got so much to him. The Nolan movies were so criticized for how the action scenes were uh, choreographed or really how they were shot and edited because it's so chaotic and you can't, can't follow the action all that well. Mm-hmm. But I find it like, as it, as we get more in different interpretations of Batman on film that I kind of like really appreciate that for exactly what you're saying. It's like, yeah, it, it sort of gives you that sense of like, if you were to witness this fight and certainly if you were to be in this fight, you would have no idea. You wouldn't be able to follow it at all. You would just be like, it would just mm-hmm. be knees and elbows. And then that yeah. would be the end of it. And then it would be a boot stepping over your head. But I think like begins like kind of really it's a choice that it makes. It's just a very it's a creative choice that it just leans into. And I think it's like it's a cool way to show Batman action. And I, I think a lot of times showing Batman action is a lot of just like what you know, what do you hold back? Um, mm-hmm. And and what do you what do you kind of keep to the shadows? What do you leave to the imagination and what is more effective there? Um, so I just like that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that scene where he's dropping out of off of those containers and just zooming dudes up. That yeah, that is exactly a good, what I'm thinking of. Good scene. It's so good. I didn't like when he fights Bane like on the bridge like an idiot, but the rest of it was like it's just like he's coming out of nowhere and just like yeah. people are firing at him. They can't find him. They don't know where he's at. It's just that's wonderful and that's scary and that's the other thing that he does. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And so uh, as we wrap up here, I just want um, uh, Grant for you to be able to – I've read some of your pitches for different things. I'm not going to mention them because, you know, maybe they're whatever sections – They're all in. dead. They're all but, dead. But like the, the bottom <laughs> line is they were, they were good and I like them. And I think oh, you, have good, uh, you have a good – you have a good head for story and whatnot. So uh, we, we like to ask creative people here. And I'd like to ask uh, uh, Ron first, then you, Grant, and then I'll, I'll wrap up maybe with a one-sentence thing. No, I won't. Uh, what, do you, what would you want to see in Batman? Not this movie, not whatever. Just your, your own thing that you'd put together with Batman. What elements would be in there? And okay, I like that's like a Rorschach test. So, like, Ron, I, I task you just really quickly. If you're just putting together a Batman story, what has to be in it? Who are your characters that you're using? And the, the general gist, what would it be? Look, man, I've been thinking of a Batman movie for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
that I think would be wonderful, but it probably will be more like just a good episode of the Batman animated series, to be honest. Mm. But I, I would love it to be a, a whole movie where uh, you see Batman trying to uh, stop like a, like a weapons guy or a drug dealer, somebody who's doing something real bad. Um, and um, he, he almost gets somebody, but some guy fights him off. And like does a good job fighting him off. It's like really surprising, right? Like, oh my, I can't believe this guy fought off Batman. Mm -hmm. And and then we follow that guy. He becomes part of like a little of a crew because he fought off Batman. And he moves up a little bit. And then he keeps moving up and he keeps moving up. And we're also seeing Batman chase that guy and chase down these crimes, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole time it kind of looks like Batman's just missing situations. Um, and then at the end of it, he the main guy who had been working his way up gets all the way up to like the biggest boss that he could get to and then it turns out that's been batman the whole time and he's been setting the whole thing up uh so that he could uh he could basically capture a guy who had been hidden from everybody for a really long time because nice. he that's so that's my that would be my idea and then probably robin or or Dick Grayson has has been playing Batman uh, mm -hmm. the whole time. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. I uh, yeah, I've also kind of had this like pitch in my kicking around in my head for many years. Uh, so I kind of know. I love this question because I know the answer. I love when that happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I would have it be from the perspective of Robin three. Uh, I don't mm. care if the other Robins have been in previous films or not. Like this film is a standalone film. It is, it's, it, it's the kid next door who gets the opportunity, who figures out, who's obsessed with Batman, figures out the secret identity and like figures out that a Robin has died. And like, I would take kind of the Tim Drake origin story and then use that as a way into a larger story about kind of the questions that Ed's bringing up earlier. Um, and also just looking at the bat family and Batman as the Batman supporting cast and like sidekicks as the surrogate family. Um, so, you, you know, you'd get to have, you'd have like Nightwing in there. You'd have, I think Jason Todd already back as red hood because he died or he almost died, but he mm. came back through the, the, you know, so whatever it is, like he's already the, the like firm, like, and so the, you know, maybe it's kind of like a mix of the Tim Drake origin story and under the red hood, the animated film more so than the comics. Um, mm and kind of like adapting those and, but really keeping it centered on like the relatable kid next door who gets to like join this crazy circus. Um, because I think I, 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 I really, I would love to see a story where Batman is, is the supporting character. And I thought, I think the more time goes on, the more I appreciate, I appreciate that about the Burton films where he is often a supporting character because it keeps him very mysterious and you're very, excited when he gets on screen and he and you kind of you want to see him more but like i think the problem with those movies is they don't have strong uh identifiable main characters that's what they lack like in the first movie it's kind of Knox, as in or Knox, the rubber wool character who you're like is sort of the surrogate character and the second movie like throws that completely out the window and has the penguin essentially as the protagonist but regardless i like how batman is like slinking in the shadows throughout the whole through the movie he's not you're not necessarily in his thoughts like you are with the Nolan movies, you're kept a little bit at, at an arm's length distance. And I would do the same uh, for this movie and have that be built into it, have it baked into it of like, why is he, why is he so hot and cold? Why is he so strange? What is like, you're uncovering the mystery and you and like, you realize, Oh, a Robin died. And Oh, there's this tension with Nightwing. And Oh, he, you know, I guess I knew that he didn't kill villains, but that's like a whole thing. And now that's like known and out there. And mm -hmm. so, it would be somewhere along the lines of like trying to redeem Jason Todd or trying to bring him back into the fold and trying to adapt to what it would be like to working with Batman in some way. I mean, yeah, the, the, so, being a fly on the wall of <laughs> watching Batman work with Robin or, or being the character that Batman's working with basically essentially. Yes. Being, yeah. I, I, I definitely get that dude. Um, realistically, man, I think you guys might've come up with the, I think Ron um, might come up with the, the, the greatest pitch earlier. Uh, the thing about um, like a horror movie, because mm. like all the ca all the subjective camera angles on Batman, like you'd see a bit of cape 
disappear around a corner. You'd see a room full of guys. You just see muscle flares in, in a room, and then guys that you've known since you were six are just getting thrown out the window and landing on piles of trash four floors down and shit. He's like, oh, my man. <laughs> like, you know, I think that, that would be really hardcore. But the thing that I've always wanted is just a super Elseworlds. And I think I've refined even what it is. It is, it's the future. And Batman is kind of subbed out. Batman got like a major injury or something in his like 40s. So maybe he's only like 48, but he's out of the game still. And, uh, Cassandra Kane has come up as like basically a real bat person because I love Cassandra Kane. Everybody knows that, but she's come up as a real bat person. She's probably maybe number two bat person to like uh, uh, Nightwing or whoever. And then there's like this cataclysm, like an act of vengeance, where all the Robin affiliated people and bat affiliated people they just get murked, and it's all of them. They get murked. All the people that we love, most of the people in your story, Grant, they're all murked. All the all the hope in his life is murked. And Cassandra Kane is left, and maybe like Lady Shiva is left, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, and maybe Bruce is left because he's firmly ensconced himself to the point where they couldn't get to him. And Nightwing may or not be alive, and Damien may or not be alive, but only the deadliest and most well trained of the Bat people have survived. Barbara's gone. Everybody's gone. Tim Drake. Everybody's dead. That their their skills at these other things weren't enough to survive this onslaught of just. We're not playing anymore. We're the villains. We decided to kill you. There's no capturing and taking our face off and doing a monologue. We want to kill you. We matched up the different villains that could kill the different people. Maybe it's Killer Croc is at Damien's house and Damien does all the Kung Fu he wants, but Killer Croc just snaps his neck. You know what I mean? There's like, you can't Kung Fu me. I'm fucking Killer Croc, dude. And, and, I, and I caught you slipping in a locker room where there's not a bunch of shit for you to get to, not a bunch of potions you could use. I just murked you really simply in a moment of true vulnerability that was worked out by a smarter mind than me. So it's like acts of vengeance. Bottom line is in the end, it's like Batman on the run who's still kind of fucked up and trying to learn himself again and to almost not dark Knight returns old mm-hmm. and not, not a, uh, you know, Batman beyond old, but a little bit like past his prime, like probably how people would perceive John wick. The people in John wick don't see John wick as like the sickest dude ever in the script. He's 60, in the mm-hmm. movies, you can see he's like probably 48, but looks like he's 35, you know, and yeah. that era. But he's like in, uh, injured and he's kind of given up on himself a little bit physically. And the bottom line, Lady Shiva and fucking Cassandra Kane, through this adventure and whatever force is coming at them have to like save Bruce a lot and train Bruce a lot to like get his shit back together. And at the end, the ladies can only do so much. And there is one coup de grace that batman like rudy running onto the football field and at the end of that movie he runs out with this new kung fu that he's gotten from lady shiva and cassandra kane from being in their clan for for and in hiding and trying to do all this fighting for the for the whole movie and he's like he's a better batman than he was before at like 48 he's like learned new tricks and he's doper and he like fucks some dudes up for fucking up his kids you know, and fucking yeah. putting him in this situation where basically his bat people are Cassandra Kane and an, an evil bitch, Lady Shiva, who also softens over the course of the story of having to take care of Bruce. And like, her, why is her daughter making her take care of this old white man with all this money? Like, what the fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> but she's like letting her mom know for the first time how noble Bruce really is. And they become like a little family made of loss, like a super yeah. assassin, her daughter and Batman become their own little family. Because them being that super deadly is the only thing that kept them alive. And they have to bond together as a family to come out of this alive because a dude killed all the bat people. So, I love that. Know. So yeah, yeah, I love leaning into like the assassin and the ninja stuff of Batman. Mm-hmm. Also, one also I have to toss in this idea. This is cheating to throw in a fourth one, but uh, mm-hmm. a horror a horror monster movie directed by like Guillermo del Toro with like Clayface and Killer Croc as the villains and like going like yeah. a little bit more fantastical. With yeah. it would also be amazing. I love this. Like your 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 pitch sounds like not quite as old as like Logan, in mm-hmm. but like kind of like that vibe of a movie, like a hard R mm-hmm. of like this like kind of like revenge tale in this journey. I would watch all these movies. I, do, yeah. I think these are good movies, man. So Hollywood nice does. Guys. And what's up, baby? And uh, and uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll kick some shit around on the Patreon as well. So please sign up for that Patreon and run. Remind them one more again about what they need to do when it comes to reviews. Oh yeah, you guys. 
click on the little subscribe button and rate and review us. It moves us up in podcasts. People can find us easier. And then more people will listen to this. And more people will join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the greatest pod. So do all of that. Fuck yeah. And Grant, I would love to give you some runway right here to uh, plug anything you got coming up or just your Twitter or whatever. I don't want to put too much pressure on you. Uh, (laughs) If you want to plug your social media so people can connect with you, because obviously your bat thoughts are awesome and your thoughts on other stuff are awesome as well. Thanks so much. Uh, It's always a pleasure being here with you guys. Uh, My Twitter is at my name, at Grant Pardee. Haven't really been tweeting all that much. However, I do have a podcast of my own. It's about video games and specifically the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise that I have with three other co-hosts. It's pretty nice. good. We, we've we got people listening. We've had uh, our friend Pat Casey on to talk about writing nice. the Sonic movies. We've had mm-hmm. uh, the writers of the Sonic Boom cartoon on, uh, artists from the comic books. And we just uh, were some grown men talking about a children's franchise. It's uh, pretty <laughs> stupid and pretty horrible. But if you want to listen to it, it's called the GHZ Podcast. Uh, season two is going to start coming out uh, March 12th and you can find it wherever you get podcasts. It's the GHZ, you know, like the green Hill zone. It's called the GHZ podcast. Nice. Super sick. So um, thank you guys again for listening to us, for subscribing, for reviewing, for telling people about us and for doing uh, the whole jazz with our Patreon. We love you. We've been loving you for years and, and we hope that you love us back. So thanks again for listening to another epic Batman-y episode of The Greatest Pod!